The following interview is a special collaborative presentation by Perfect Organism Podcast and Utani Podcast. Enjoy. Mother, how long have we been traveling? Approximately 24 days. Ash, any suggestions from you or Mother? No, we're still collecting. I've got access to Mother now, and I'll get my own answers. Thank you. Hello, my name is Clara, but you can call me Mother, and you are listening to Yutani, the podcast for all things alien, AI, robotics, sci-fi, and technology. Uh, thank you for joining Perfect Organism Podcast today. Uh, I'm here with uh, contributing host Clara, Mother 9000, and uh, today we are talking to Adam Johansson and Damian Martin of Odd Studios, and we, of course, Odd Studios, the one who, or is the studio in uh, who is responsible for the practical effects for Alien Covenant, and again, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, we know that you're busy, We're not, we know that you're working on a lot of different things, so thank you. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah, um, yes, uh, just... Just quickly, it was yeah, Odd Studio and uh, uh, Creatures Inc. from uh, the UK. So myself and uh, Connor O'Sullivan were supervisors. So it was both our our companies combining forces for the practical creature effects. So yeah, just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Okay, good to know. I did not know that. Uh, my first question for you would be: uh, I, I'm really interested in how uh, Odd Studio specifically got started. How did you get into all this? Well, um, I guess, uh, yeah, Damien and I have got similar uh, similar childhoods where we were uh, obsessed with um, films and, and creature effects, uh, movies with, you know, rubber, rubber monsters. Uh, like most people that are doing this for a living. So we had a healthy obsession with, yeah, the weird and, and wonderful and creatures. And personally, I was always sort of making stuff at home. Uh, and uh, my professional, my career started uh, at a company that made animatronic creatures for theme park rides. Uh, I was there for four years, uh, sort of things like Warner Brothers in, in Germany, um, making you know, uh, never-ending story rides and gremlin rides. And awesome. So it's very similar to uh, what we do in, in the film film world. Uh, it was a really good uh, training ground, actually. It was uh, lots of animatronic puppets, but built really robustly, so they would just run 24-7. But it was the same thing, you know, sculpting, molding, casting. I was always in the, the art department. I was, uh, and never have been really in the, the mechie side of things. Uh, I was there for four years and then started working in film. My first film was Babe, Pig in the City. And I remember that. It's a great film. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, it is. It's a fantastic film. And it was a great uh, first film to be on, George Miller. And I uh, worked with the with Neil Scanlon, the guys that are currently doing uh, all the Star Wars films. So, yeah, I sort of, that was my first one. Went on to, um, straight after that, went on to Farscape which is where the, the sci-fi show that, that uh, Damien and I met on. Um, 
20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was a big fan of that show when it was on. Fant- another great show. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was a fantastic opportunity to uh, make a lot of, do a lot of work um, over, you know, 88 episodes. We did a hell of a lot of creatures and makeup effects on that one. Did you guys work with the Henson Creature Shop with that show? I know that there was a connection there between them. There was a connection. The connection was, uh, so after I finished on Babe with Neil's team, which are basically Henson's, ex-Henson's from London, I then went over to uh, London with my girlfriend at the time, now wife, and, you know, had a tour through the London Henson shop, which was fantastic, you know. Um, And then while I was over there, the guys were telling me about, oh, you, there's a sci-fi show going over to Sydney. You should, you know, check it out. Um, when I got back, there was, uh, I had a bunch of calls and went in and met Dave Elsie and Colin Ware and Lou Elsie. And, yeah, basically took it from there. So they, there was, a, yeah, Dave headed up the, um, the creature shop and there was, there was a few uh, UK uh, people that came over with him. And Damien and myself were the... First Aussies on it, and the la- and and we were the only Aussies that stayed for the whole um, whole season, whole show. <laughs> so that that, that that yeah, that was my story. Damien's yeah. story is. If you if you want to get it quickly, <laughs> oh for sure, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Similar background, but um, I know all through high school I was making things and making up my friends and sort of playing around with prosthetics and casting and molding and sculpting. Uh, but during high school, I did work experience at a makeup college. So at the age of fifteen, that sort of cemented what I was going to do. And my parents made me finish school, but straight after high school, I did a course in makeup and then a second year in prosthetic makeup. Um, and yeah, did a lot of I used to do a lot of work on stop motion things, small small films, commercials, and then yeah, in '98 I got a, a, a job on Farscape, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- I mean, so yeah, picking up from there, that's where we met. Did four years, but it was fantastic because Farscape was nine months of a year, and in between. Uh, seasons, we both Damien and I um, jumped on the productions that were coming through Fox at that time. So we did, you know, a couple Matrix of Star Wars sequels. films. Yep, a couple of Matrix films. They were really good times. It was um, lots of lots of big budget stuff coming through. So um, yeah, it was it was actually at the end of well, towards the end of uh, Star Wars Three: Revenge of the Sith. The, there was actually five of us that were all heading up different departments on different films good friends that um, decided to form a company. Uh, that company was Odd Studio. That was, yeah, 14 years ago, 13 years 15 ago. years this oh, year. Oh, 15, there yeah, you go. Yeah, in September it'll be 15. Um, so, yeah, when we first started, there was, yeah, there was five of us. Uh, you might know an artist called Martin Rezard, great sculptor. He's um, He was one of our partners. He's over in the UK now. But it, it sort of, uh, I guess, it was a little top-heavy. So five five people sort of quickly became three um, and then three became the two of us. So yeah, that's that's. Um, we went from freelance artists for you know about ten years, and then we've we've been we've been odd for fifteen. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Uh, can I have a quick I have a quick question just about Farscape. What was the turnaround like 
to do what you did on the show. I mean, like you said, there was a lot of creatures and <clears throat> there's so much. And there's, of course, it's it's a TV show, so it wasn't like a film. Was it a, a, a really tight schedule? It, it changed a lot, depending on how quickly that script came through. Sometimes there was a bit of lead time, but often there was like two two weeks to turn around from, you know, casting to get a prosthetic. Oh, wow. Wow. But, but when we say prosthetics, it, it, it wasn't just prosthetics. It was, yeah. it was full animatronic creatures. I mean, you've seen the show, so you, you know what was in there. These were yeah. um, full full creature suits with animatronics and, and, and prosthetics at the same time. So it was it was fantastic. It was yeah. a really steep learning learning curve for all, everyone on it, really, mm. because... We streamlined, streamlined a lot of our production, you know, techniques and, and mm. methods just to get stuff through quick you know through the pipeline quickly yeah um yeah lots of lots of great relationships forged and um yeah lots of uh techniques and great experience awesome yeah having a, a look at your um your catalog of work that you did um uh, was on your odd studio site last night i didn't realize how much you guys do like from things like matrix to lamb ads to um uh <laughs> you know all the Star Wars stuff, and I was like, "Whoa!" I've seen like your work everywhere, but I've only come to know it like noticeably through um, following Alien Covenant. So that's really, it's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um, we've been very blessed. Yeah, with um, we've been very yeah very busy. So it's good. Uh, I'm blessed to work on some great productions with some great people, um, and none of it's possible without our fantastic team. So yeah. What sort of advice do you have for people who want to go into your line of work? Do it. Make things. (laughs) (laughs) Start making straight away. Don't say you want to do it. You know, we were both Adam and myself were in our bedrooms as you know, children, teenagers making things. Um, you know, so you get some modeling clay or even play doh and just go nuts. Yeah, no, that, that's right. It's all sculpting and painting, really. You know, what, what we do is, is sort of the backbone of it and a, a bunch of other, you know, technical stuff. But uh, if you want to get into it, yeah. Yeah, there's really no excuse to just be saying you want to do it and to have nothing to show for it. Uh, you know, when people come through, we love just seeing folios full of full of stuff uh it doesn't even have to be not about the quality fantastic no yeah. it's just the the quantity really it's just okay yeah, this person's really it is genuine they really want to do it i can see you know there's there's 20 unfinished sculptures are better than you know nothing you know and just uh we get a lot of students i guess coming through straight out of college and and you know there's some really good ones in there but there are some that uh, have literally just done what was required of them you know, in that course, and it's the other ones that stand out. It's the people that go above and beyond what was required in a course, and you can see that they've just been at home, just sculpting, or yeah, like Damien said, painting, drawing, um, just sticking stuff on family members, um, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, that's what we want to see. So if you're really into into it, um, just do it. Yeah, and then once you've got sort of you know a good chunk of uh images together uh, yeah go and go and visit you know shops um uh, contact contact people that have been in the industry for a while um you know people who, whose work you ad- admire and, and, and put your hand up for student productions and and small budget things and contact the you know film schools 
because I, I got a hell of a lot of experience just doing, you know, essentially work for kit fee and that was about it. But it gives you that on-set experience and, the, um, yeah, mm. help build, build a portfolio. Yeah. yeah. Chase it, and chase it. But you need to be, um, to, to, to make it in this industry, you have to just be so dedicated, really. I mean, it, it's not... It's not a career you can kind of just. No one's going to hand you a job. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you have to really be a go a go getter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to be. be you have really to live it. You have to be really passionate about it. Um, yeah. In in the past like, twenty or so years, you guys have been in in the industry or interested in the industry. Has anything noticeably changed in your line of work that that you used to do? Um, say in the beginning and now it's, it's changed like for example 3D printing technology and versus sculpting and stuff like that mm. you know, that, that yeah a lot lots of ch- has changed since we started yeah. uh, <laughs> absolutely like yeah. just in film generally you know uh, uh, the quality of filming the, the you know the level of realism we all need to sort of you know achieve to convince audiences um, has uh has really stepped up. There's a whole bunch of things from silicon make, you know, foam latex to silicon to, yeah, 3D printing now. Um, yeah, digital design. Digital design. It's been around for quite a while. And the impact that, you know, obviously digital effects has um, has had and continues to have, and it seems to be a bit more that we work together now. It doesn't seem as adversarial as it seemed for a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah. People are seeing both. You know, both they're, they're all tools. So you know, it's finding the right tool for for each uh, story, I suppose. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it, it, yeah, that's right. It's a nice marriage between. And we've had so many projects um, recently, anyway, really big ones. Alien. Um, yeah, Pacific Rim. There's there's a bunch that we've worked uh, very closely with the um, visual effects team to. Yeah, you had um, Gods of Egypt and. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, so there's noticeably a lot of digital effects in there. But even when looking at your practical effects, uh, makeup and stuff like that, you can see that it's it's hardly a lot of um, digital effects. I thought it was all digital until I saw your you guys' portfolio and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> you guys have actually done a lot of work. It's it's really amazing the uh, transformation that you did on Javier. Yes, yes, Javier was a. Um yeah, that 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 was that was that was one of my highlights actually. That was a really fun fun gig. Yeah, that was that was that was great fun. All the, all the ghosts were, um, yeah, it was just a really fun gig. Really fun design. Um, Did you have character. to do his makeup every day? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, every uh, time he's a ghost. Every time he's a ghost, he was obviously in the film um, before he was a ghost. <laughs> before. <laughs> uh, yeah, we weren't um, working on him every single day, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I I was applying his prosthetic makeup with Rick Finn later, um, so yeah. Uh, but he was great. He was great fun, Javier. It was a bit of a struggle for him in the makeup, but he uh, <laughs> yeah he, did, he I guess he didn't love the process of having things glued on his face, but he did very well. I think that's really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people do. Some people do. Some people love it. Oh really? Yeah. Like like G Rush. Sorry, Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> Absolutely. How'd you know that? Yeah, he was. Um, he he was. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, did his makeup on, in Gods of Egypt. He was Ra 
full board cap and he really does embrace the um he the, did a lot uh, of theater so I, I would i just guess he would be used to it yeah yeah no he loves the transformation he's very involved in in the characters and and how how they look and yeah he, he's a he's a real pleasure to work with yeah what, what was it like like i guess in um with gods of egypt and uh dead man tell no tales there's uh, different places where you're putting on the makeup, like compared to, like, say, Mad Max in the Nambian Desert. Um, it's kind of, you guys are like working in, it feels like war zones <laughs> when you're putting on the makeup on the artist, whether, whether you're in the studio or, or out on site. Uh, what was it like doing that? For, for pirates? or for, for all of them. Like, what, what's the difference between them all? Oh, you felt. Um... Oh, I mean, being being as remote as you are on something like oh, Fury Road it has its own problems of just, you know, you really have to plan ahead and make sure that getting things takes weeks, you know, can take weeks. Um, so it's really planning, you know, ahead of time um, and having all everything sort of at your fingertips. So if there's last minute changes, you've, you've, you've planned for that. Um, whereas, you know, yeah, uh, Pirates for the most part was studio yeah and, and near the studio but i mean the reality well, is makeup. most of them you're still sort of working out of a makeup bus mm. in the morning um yeah. <laughs> then traveling to set so that's sort of your your workshop i suppose you know the way you start each day is, is actually quite similar you know you're inside a, a makeup bus with mirrors and lights and then um yeah then you step out and that's when it's different <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the desert or up in queensland or, or uh you know at a studio yeah, yeah, it can be re incredibly remote at times, but it is all, as Damien said, just about planning. Um, Milford Sound was really, really beautiful, but quite remote as well. So that was for uh, the opening of Alien um, uh, for us. Yeah, it was um, all night shoots and lots of rain, lots of insects, lots of <laughs> um, but it was fantastic. Yeah, what uh, stuff did you were you on site for when you were shooting at Milford? Cause, cause us as the, the audience, you know, mm. it all seems like it was all shot there. <laughs> but as, yeah. as I know from interviewing, um, uh, Dominic Halstone and, and, and Grant from, um, cast from dungeon effects, like things were done on, on the Fox lot and some stuff was done at Milford sound. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all, and, and, uh, Oh, actually, yeah, there was some stuff out at, um, Potts Hill as well. So, the Milford Sound stuff for us was, as 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 a department, was our first real, um, real moment because it was the it was um, uh, the the it was the the mouth bursting Hallett scene. So that was, you know, we had a full dummy and prosthetics and everything going. So that was shot first. For us, yeah, that was that was that that was our first moment. Um, so yeah, that was that was shot out out there so when they come down and they land obviously that's all milford sound and and when they're running around um yeah all that sort of stuff milford sound and coming back onto the or trying to get back onto the lander that all that stuff yeah so that um it's also the first time we see uh the infant neomorph sort of attack so we had um in addition to the howlet dummy which was the first scene we also had the we shot the anchor scene there um where he gets obviously cops a tail in the head um so we had a full puppet rig for that um yeah i was wondering about that because you haven't shown any pictures yet 
No, I haven't actually. Um, I'll sort of, I'll get to, yeah, we do have, well, we finally, yeah, we, we reshot that actually out of Potts Hill. Uh, there was a, a couple little pickups we had for a couple little moments in the Hallett scene as well. When the, um, you know, we've done the we've done the writhing around puppet thing, and then it comes out, and it's sort of the the baby bursts out of the, the mouth sack and sort of runs off. We we did a couple little pickups, uh, B unit on um, on the lot at Fox Studios, and then we did the yeah anchor anchor pickup out at Potts Hill. So um, yeah. The end result was, yeah, quite different. I, personally, I quite liked the first one we did. It was quite brutal. Um, but it's a very, very, very quick moment in the film. You really... Blink and you miss it. Yeah, don't It is. I really see. like it, though. <laughs> it, it, it was really brutal, yeah. It was literally, a, um, you know, we, we made a puppet of, of Alex and uh, it, it was as simple as, you know, it was a puppet that sort of topped the torso realistic looking head and it sort of drops out of frame and we just hit it in the head with a spear you know fashioned a, sp- a spear that was basically a neomorph tail it was a steel version of the tip of the tail so it was actually kind of a blade on it mm. yeah. oh that's awesome sm- smash the jaw off the puppet really <laughs> um yeah i mean ridley loves all that stuff he, he he loves it so yeah we had that and then a whole bunch of um uh, tubing and, and blood rigs and things to sort of gush blood through the nose and mouth and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was quite the raw footage. Uh, we Yeah, I think it was really good, but it's, it's a very quick moment. Hallett's mouth bursted just because you've you've brought it up um because I've, I've interviewed Yuli Latikefu recently and um he said that uh it couldn't be kept a secret what was going to happen to the Hallett puppet because obviously it was quite involved for the actors to react and they needed to like uh gesture and move the puppet to simulate movement um right. what sort of what sort of technical instructions did you give them when handling the prosthetic body and what sort of instructions did Ridley give? Like, is what was well, it like to work with Ridley to, to get the scene um, to come to life? Yeah, he, um, well, it's an interesting, it's a good question because there's a bit of a story behind how it ended up being shot. So we planned, uh, y- y- what's it like to work with Ridley? It's it, He keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, there's of discussions before you know you, you sort of get on set with things but you have to be ready to um connor actually warned me about him he kind of had done the prometheus and said yeah you know you just have to be ready for anything on set um and that was that couldn't be truer with uh, you know when, when we took the hallet dummy on set we we made that dummy to be on its back uh the whole that whole set scene was was you know was a set you know, lifted a off the ground, platform. a raised platform that we were going to get underneath the puppet. And this was, there was a small window because the tide's coming in, it's very wet, and, yeah, we were going to have crew underneath this Hallett puppet bursting through. We, we, we rehearsed it um, for, you know, for a long time, uh, a good week when we got over to Milford Sound. In that position, he was, uh, Nathaniel was going to be writhing around on the ground and then it cuts to our puppet and we're underneath the platform and we sort of up and through its mouth, we were literally pushing through this sack, mouth burst sack. Um, his dummy uh, was 
writhing around um, pneumatics. It was all it was all going. Um, but when we turned up with a dummy on set, really was you know asked to see it. And we we showed him. He's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's going to be sitting up <laughs> over there. And um, yeah, Connor, myself, Colin Ware, and Rob Trenton all you know kind of looked at each other and was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, he's doesn't really have a back we've, we've sort of made this to be laying on his back and he's like yeah no he's got to be sitting up i think <laughs> so it just kind of like flipped everything and then then that, that that's when we sort of had the crew holding the dummy so that's sort of where we ended up you know the dummy was sort of propped up they were sort of supporting him holding the dummy uh and i was sort of at the front dressing pushing the, the mouth sort of in and and rob was behind pushing his hand through and colin and i were dressing and and I think Connor was behind just you know, supporting Rob. There was a whole heap of people, you know, all in this very, very small space. And there were about four cameras. So um, that's why the scene was filmed so tight because I was wondering about that because everything seemed very panned out. And then yeah. when it came to that specific scene, they're like really close up on his mouth. <laughs> it is, yes, yeah, really, really tight. Uh, and then sort of, yeah, I mean, look, it, it I think it worked. I think it looked really, uh, really, really cool. I oh, really yeah. like that in the, in the finished film but it's not what we planned and I guess that, that set the tone for me that was the first time I you know actually had had filmed something with Ridley and um, yeah that sort of set the, the pace and uh, scenario for every other effect we did for the film it, everything sort of changed but it was you know um, I couldn't yeah it was a highlight career highlight really I loved it I, I love working with uh, Ridley he, yeah he knows what he wants and he, he, he likes to get everything in camera he likes to shoot everything. He likes to, you know, work it out. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I have a question for Bye. you about that scene. But before I get to that question, I want to kind of backpedal just a little bit. Um, uh, a gentleman that I spoke to, actually his name is Peter Tyndall. He worked on the spinners for Blade Runner 2049. And he's been working on the uh, Dark Crystal Project that's shooting in the UK. And he said, you know, I got into this business... Uh, because he had a love for actually the Jim Henson's the original Dark Crystal. It's like you know, he's like I always thought if they ever did another one or whatever, I would love to do it. He said, and it kind of magically happened. And he kind of talked a little bit about that. And so thinking about that question and answer, was there any project that both of you thought, man, if they ever explored this this universe again, we'd love to be a part of it? And then it kind of materialized. Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, and it really, it really was. Yeah, it really was. Both those. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I've been so fortunate. You know, yeah, to Star. I mean, with with Star Wars kids, you know, that's that's a, a seminal movie that got both of us in. You know, passionate about this. You know, creatures and 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 uh, aliens and that sort of makeup effects and creature effects world. Uh, so that as an opportunity was. It was something you never mm, thought was going to happen. No, and and it did. It's pretty magic. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it started with the uh, well, the first Star Wars uh, for us. First Star Wars was Attack of the Clones, but more directly, the second one for us, which is the third, Revenge of the Sith. I was um, in the costume props department with Ivo, and we were yeah, I was sort of one of five people working on the Vader suit. So that was oh wow, that's great. Uh, for me, yeah, and we have our names engraved on the inside of the helmet. And for me, at that time you know um and, and still now but you know working with uh 
George Lucas on a Star Wars film and making Darth Vader, you know, um, was just this. This can't be topped, you know. At the time, I was so incredibly blessed and kicking, you know, I couldn't believe it. Um, and then I guess, yeah, Ridley and Alien. I yeah. mean, you know, creature effects supervisor on a Ridley Scott Alien film with uh, the xenomorph in it. I mean, it really doesn't get much better for, like Damien said, um, rubber monster nerds like us. So, yeah, very blessed. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, I'll move forward again. Do you guys ever, and this is kind of a, maybe a comical question, but... Uh, is there ever a point, and I know that you, for a living, you make creatures, you do all sorts of things, and I I also know that it's technical. It's not just all sculpting and, you know, the fun stuff. Sometimes it's technical. But is there ever a point where maybe you're making something that makes you sick? That you're like, like for instance, the Hallett Throat Burster. I mean, I remember seeing that on Alien Day. There was 10 minutes of footage that showed um, with Alien. And uh, I remember walking out of this theater, and it takes a lot to really... Uh, disturbed me and that scene and of course in the backburster but that scene the throat scene specifically I, it made me sick and I it's just it was very and I was like man this movie is going to be very interesting and I'm curious do you guys ever do you ever get woozy I, I used to be able to research real gore as reference and now I'm a lot more squeamish about real reference, you know, referencing real sort of images. Um, I, I agree with with what Damien just said. It, it's the researching of. Um, it's not so much the creature sort of effects yeah, stuff. It's more nothing, um, nothing we really make. I've never really been disturbed. You know, it's a bit yeah, things mm-hmm. really gooey and yuck. You know, like. Uh, t- Tactile-wise, you know, playing with slimes and it's a bit like uh, sort of hair and mm. you know that sort of mucky stuff. But but it's the reference. That... I, th- I think I think for yeah for me it was as soon as yeah as soon as I had kids it was a bit um, yeah. you know a lot of those friends a lot of the forensic books uh, you know like burns or you know injuries uh, there's a lot of you know really hard um, you know images in there with children and things and it's really uh, yeah that. Yeah, we're not so good at no. researching those things anymore. <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could yeah, detach, but now, um, I don't know. Closer to home. So, yeah. That, yeah, it's the referencing that really eeks us out more than the, the finished thing. But um, I guess, I guess, yeah, to take a light, lighter side to that, um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, the, the mouth, there were some really, um, I don't know if you saw, I did post... Um, we did some test footage of the mouth first to sack movement. There was a little test video. Yeah, I saw that. And we used that um, to pitch to Ridley the idea of the materials and the look and the movement of how we thought the the, the neomorph, the baby neomorph, would move within this sack. Um, I really like that. We really, yeah, it, it was really gross. And that is literally uh, Emily who works works here with us. That's, she's just got both her hands in this... Um, Hot melt vinyl uh, sack, basically. Damien sculpted up. Um, if, if you know the uh, poltergeist, um, you know the worm, um, Giga's worm. It, you know, it's literally that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, just a hot flesh um, sock, basically, and all KY'd up, all looped up, and it is pretty gross. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, but it's a good gross. It's. Yeah. Um, yeah, didn't eke us out too much. But, um, really loved it, and that's what we ended up using uh, for the for the, the Hallett dummy. 
Do you guys ever encounter uh, actors who are working in scenes like that scene? And for the record, and I, we've discussed this on an episode before, uh, just discussing Covenant, the backburster scene in Covenant is probably the most intense alien uh, chestburster whatever scene that I've ever seen. It, it really phenomenal. I mean, it was really, really great work on on the part of everyone involved, so bravo for that. But I'm also curious, in situations like that, when you have actors and they're in prosthesis or um, there's rigs, do actors ever, do you, have to, do you have to deal with actors who maybe are getting sick or who are like, oh, this is a lot, this is intense? Because it's different for you, where you kind of, that's the, the stock you trade in, that's what you do. For them, it's, sure. it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah, um, Nathaniel Dean Hallett. Where he, um, we've worked with Nate before. He's he's fantastic. He was just so into it out of Milford Sound. He was just, yeah, man. You know, more blood, more blood. So, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So for the backburster, the it was actually a double that we had the moment when it was sort of bursting out. Um, a stunt double in there and he was hanging backwards upside down for a, the good part of the day, which was really hard going really. Um, he did fantastically well. Um, uh, but he's sort of signed up for it, I guess, but yeah, you're right. There are times it does ask a lot of some actors and, and some deal with it better than others, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Especially, you know, depending on location and temperature, it can, you know, Blood, you, sticky, gooey. Yeah, when you fill someone's underpants with, with blood, they can... <laughs> the novelty wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to be very mindful of that as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you there try, is a person underneath. There's, there's, yeah, it's hard on them. They, you know, you've got, you've got your, your headphones on and you've got Ridley sort of, you know, you know shouting down the lines, of, more blood, want this, want this. And, and you, so you're sort of trying to... Juggle, you know, obviously giving everything you can for Ridley and, and making the shot work and also sort of, you know, looking after the actor and, and making sure that, you know, they're comfortable uh, enough uh, and they're safe. And, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a balancing act. Um, with the Ledward Backburster, what sort of difficulties did you have with deciding on a method of expulsion to go with? Because I know you had the cannon, mm. uh, which you did a test run for and it was a bit too brutal. Uh, was mm. there a lot of room for trial and error before filming on the day, going from concept to set? Yeah, there was a bit. Yeah, we did play around with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I filmed Connor and Rob. I think that's what you're referring to. Um, where it's literally just a big foam latex syringe that we filled with. Uh, well, for that, just just as proof of concept, it was just water and some, you know, hot flesh, you know, vinyl gooblies yeah. and things like that, um, bursting through a sack that was through the, you know, Ben Rigby puppet, um, the back of the puppet. So, yeah, we kind of knew that was that was, that was pretty pretty great, really. It was pretty full-on. Ridley wanted something. It, Ridley was referencing the uh, birth of an elephant, if you've ever seen that. Google it. Um, an elephant giving birth. That's it's that disgusting. kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a waterfall, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It totally is. And um, just a uh, baby elephant just sort of falling out 
Um, so it was all, it was, it was sort of like that. That's what he wanted. He wanted that kind of intensity. So we knew we had to really push a lot of volume of whatever it was through, yeah, essentially a membrane, which went through the back. Um, so we had that, we knew that was, um, going to be, they're going to give them elements and parts of that entire scene. But we had everything from, like I said before, stunt doubles. Um, ben was in there. We had a dummy, which we fired through. We had a section of a back for close-ups that it would be a hand pushing a, the puppet through as well. Um, there was a whole bunch of different things we used to achieve that that final, you know, final effect. Um, it all that's looks really seamless. It, it's really amazing. Um going mm. from the uh, Ben to the stunt double to the prosthesis. Like, you c mm. I couldn't tell who was who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot There's a lot going on. There's also that, that moment when you see this, the spikes coming through the back. So, you know, again, that was literally a, a piece of back um, dummy that uh, was different to the, the dummy back that we used to, you know, for the syringe. And we just, yeah, stabbing stuff through the silicon and... Um, yeah, resetting was re re – resets on things like that are kind of, you know, the trickiest bit, I guess, because it's, you know, you never get it first go, even though you try. Um, especially mm. there's always more, more, more. So we um, – yeah, trying to make – yeah, having enough um, it takes was quite full on. And that, that set, the med bay itself – uh, ended up being the the because obviously that happens and then there's a whole heap of you know other scenes that happen within that once it's sealed off uh, which had our puppet baby puppet and sort of adolescent puppet in there as well and it was just the it was the bloodiest set I've ever seen really it was um, just literally just coated in blood uh, our department had vinyl blood mats in there as well it was incredibly slippery. Um, yeah, was, I was going to say, like, you guys would have had to do the animatronic puppet of the backburster. It, was it hard to not slip over yourselves while you were in there? Yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. <laughs> it was. It was like um, kind of ice skating. Really, I was trying to run around with this neomorph on the on the on a rod, trying to get it from one end of the room to the other, and you know, Ridley's sort of screaming faster, faster, faster. And it was almost impossible just to stand in that set. <laughs> <laughs> let alone running with a big uh, silicon puppet. But, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, so we can't really fault, you know, uh, everyone slipping over the blood <laughs> in, in the movie and, and puppeteering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going to the uh, actual uh, hero puppets for like um, the uh, Neomorph and the Xenomorph because the Xenomorph's like quite a, a tall puppet. I've seen the the uh, puppeteer's head in the chest cavity. Um, were there any specific considerations that had to be made when creating the puppet, such as height and weight, range of movement? Um, were there any scenes where it was difficult for the puppet to perform that it had to be done by CG entirely? Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, it was always going to be, uh, we always knew there was, you know, it was going to be digital. Uh, it, I mean, to, to be honest, when we, the first conversations with Connor um, and myself, it, there were 
really we weren't actually making any creature suits it was going to be cg and then it sort of it evolved during the course of pre-production that um ridley wanted suits for both the xenomorph and the neomorph the xenomorph the one you're referring to the full-scale xenomorph had andrew crawford in it and yeah he's on he's on blades stilts um he's wearing the animatronic head on top um it's a bunraku style puppet uh which was great for giving the sense of scale and um, getting those uh, incredibly thin proportions of the the Covenant Xenomorph, which is, as you know, very different to the biomechanical Xenomorph. Um, and that, that was the purpose of that suit. But that obviously, you know, there's a lot of uh, limits to what he could do in the, uh, although he was amazing, he did, you know, um, run down the, you know, the ramp <laughs> out of- Oh, really? Stuff. He did. He gave it a bash. Yeah, I was sort of standing just behind the camera, ready to catch him. And um, I mean, it was coming down that ramp and then onto these really big rocks down the bottom, where all those engineers are sort of burnt. That that whole the footing there was. Um, it's a quarry. It's an old mm, quarry. Mm. Mm. It's a rocky qu- quarry. So it was like <laughs> again hard to walk on, let alone running on stilts. You know, with a big xenomorph head on. But he well, did it. He- job on that but we always knew that was going to be limit limiting and you know uh especially through tight corridors and and mm, on the sets that's right so we we had uh we built another suit which was your traditional foam latex suit uh and that was worn by goran de Klut, um who, who who was the neomorph as well the adult neomorph so uh, Goran played the adult Neomorph and uh, the Xenomorph, the suit version. And I th- I've, Connor and I have shared those photos on social media. They're on our websites. Um, mm. You can see the difference. And the proportions, of course, are, although Goran is incredibly thin, um, you know, are a little different. But um, that was for, yeah, like Damon said, corridor shots uh, running through... Um, yeah, Lander and all, all that kind of stuff, um, where um, we could since, use the full-scale suit. Since Goran was in both suits, was was there any time to shoot that Neomorph and Xenomorph battle? Like, was that ever going to happen, or, or yeah. did it happen and it didn't work? Or yeah, I'm not. I'm not a tie. Uh, yes, we did. To answer your question, we did. did we did shoot that. There was a um, sort of. It was pretty rough. It was this sort of blocked out sort of thing, and. Um, I did see a, a, an early sort of visual effects um, cut of, of that, but I don't know. Yeah, obviously that wasn't in the in the final film, so I'm not sure. That's a question for Ridley, really. But it was certainly in the in the initial script, and yeah. Um, but yeah, not to be. <laughs> yeah. So, do you guys um, know? Obviously, there's a photo on your uh, the Odd Studio page of the shirt with Studio ADI, which of course was responsible for the alien effects for a couple of films. And then of course they worked on, well, more than a couple, they worked on uh, aliens, which you obviously know. Do you guys ever exchange notes? And I don't mean that obviously in a, in a, in an obvious way, but were there's any discussions like, are you friends with Alec and Tom? Did you ever have any discussions like, Hey man, we're on an alien film. What should we know? Anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. We are friends. Yeah. Actually just chatting to Alec. Um, Yesterday, so um, uh, he was referring us for 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 another job, but um, no, I guess yes, we're friends with those guys. Um, 
no, respect didn't. each other's work, but we didn't actually compare notes um, for for this alien. Um, no, it it's you know to be honest, it's uh, Ridley's the Ridley's the designer. He's obviously the director. It's it's Ridley's sort of baby. So we we you listen to Ridley, um, and he's giving you the references that, again for the. For things like the elephant birthing, or the the neomorph was the goblin shark. Uh, it's all it's all sort of Ridley, and it's Ridley who you you talk you to default and to default and, yeah, to. Yeah, he's, he's the encyclopedia of what, what it's got to be. Mm. And and you know it, that's that's the fun of it, trying to come up internally in the workshop and amongst ourselves. You know mm. how to you know what's our take? What's mm, what's, what's the, our take? Yeah. And how do we build practically build that? How do we achieve that? For you sure. Know, and that's, yeah, yeah. Um, I've uh, I was actually at. I went to the studio ADI and I had a tour and I interviewed the both Tom and Alec. Great guys, of course. All of their the stuff that they made mm-hmm. for the Alien films, which I don't know if you guys have been to the studio, but uh, it's very very amazing. Yes, but uh, I, I was just oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My last very sort cool. of big question for you guys is a little bit more. I would say controversial amongst the fans, and then I'll pass it off to. Uh, Clara after this um, there was a lot of speculation and talk in terms of what was practical what was what wasn't what was supposed to be practical and what wasn't and I think you know you guys being here speaking with us can kind of as much as you can you can kind of quell quell the the, the, the arguments or the discussions and there was this idea that a lot of the alien was going to be practical um, and you know even myself I was wondering you know there's there's a few clips where you can see close up of, of the creature and you can see the inner jaw coming out and it looks kind of very silver it looks like it's in water um, and I, I was like well is this practical or is this digital I didn't know and um, what what was the expectation when you guys came aboard in terms of how much practical was going to be used in general as opposed to how much digital was going to be used? Uh, yeah, I mean, that is the hot topic. When we when we first came on the project, uh, I think I mentioned before, we weren't going to be building suits for the Xenomorph and the Neomorph. There was a bunch of obviously practical things and there's a, you know, the, everything that's populated in David's lab is is obviously all practical. Uh, all the burnt engineers were obviously all practical and they, they were, you know, elements like uh, the back burster, mouth burster, chest burster, things like that. We knew we were always building dummies. Bodies, we knew yeah. all that was happening. So we had a really big um, workload when we when we went in, uh, and we were always sort of told that the, the the aliens, the creatures, were going to be visual effects, going to be CG. So when it came to release requesting that uh, he wanted things to shoot in camera, uh, it's part of. Uh, Ridley's process, you know, to sort of get things in camera and shoot them. Whether whether they end up in the finished film at all or parts of it at all, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, working with Charlie, who was a visual effects supervisor, um, he loved having things there as well. It was never a us versus them. It was, you know, trying to, trying to achieve a great creature, a great effect. Um, I guess... To be to be honest, uh, you know, when we came on, it was like, oh, cool, this this would be great. Let, let's let's build all this, and let's hope that you know we can get some of our stuff just left in there, kind of raw, and 
maybe a bit of visual effects here or there or you know over the top and maybe some obviously some scenes are just going to be entirely visual effects that we would you'd be crazy to think that you know physics would allow yeah you know, certain scenes some too. scenes wouldn't be visual effects but um i guess yeah sort of disappointing to see the amount that was visual you know cg in the end there was certainly some stuff in there that is our, our stuff and and elements that were taken from you know shooting at puppets and and things like that that a lot of people don't realize are, are you know practical mm-hmm. uh, but i guess you know as a practical artist you're always sort of hoping there's a little yes. bit more in there than than there was that's for sure um and you know like i said damien and i grew up with rubber monsters and you know rick bakers and dick smiths and steve johnson's you know it's it's all about having a practical creature in there and and that's what the audience loves that's what we love so you do hope that there's a little bit you know more in there than than there was uh, so yeah when it came out it was a bit um a bit disappointing in that respect but it wasn't a surprise either yeah. uh so it, we, we were pleasantly surprised and and embraced the fact that we were asked to make those suits and yeah and i think they were fantastic tools both for the for the actors to work with ridley to work with and the visual effects team to have something practical and on set and in that light uh you've got something that you're matching to so even if you're digital you know it becomes digital there's there's a, a precedent of sort of how it should look in mm. the environment mm. so it's um yeah. yeah, it's a tool that Ridley uses. Like, he really does, you know, need, he wants to shoot, needs something there, work it all out, and it's like, this is fantastic, this is great. And like I said, you know, they're all scanned, they're all, you know, all the elements were taken, and that Charlie and his team sort of used a lot of that and, you know, achieved some some great shots in there um, because of our puppets and, and, and suit work from Andrew and Goran. So, yeah, yeah. Did you have a live cast of... Goran to make the Neomorph suit because it looks quite tight fitting. Mm, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we like full body on. cast. Yeah. Did you get to did discuss you? with him like the the suit's flexibility, movement, and comfort, or do you speak to Ridley about that? Uh, well, both. But yeah, no, we absolutely spoke to Goran and Andrew. Anyone that wears a suit in, yeah. you know, has to know the um, what what they're going to go through. So yeah, yeah. It, and there's a lot of fittings prior to being on set. So they get a sort of hint and, and, you know, they're in the workshop moving around in it and oh, we can tweak this and we need to tighten up here or. Mm. Mm. So they get a, they get a, you know, a lot of rehearsal time as well. And in particular for Andrews, especially getting around on those stilts. Um, yeah. It required a lot of uh, rehearsal. So, but yeah, it's, it's hard going. Were the actors in the suits for, like, long periods of time, just like in the original Alien and, and in Alien 3? Like, did they practically have to live in, in the suits while, while they were shooting? Uh, on, on those films? I'm not, oh, yeah. On this film? On, on a, yeah, on this yeah. film. Yeah, Coming in, yeah, I mean, there were Heads long periods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you build the suits in a way that you can relieve the actor um, as quickly as possible. So the heads were, you know, that's obviously heads and hands. Um and, and back back access, so you can actually. There's a few photos on yeah on online that we've released of I'm um, literally standing there with a with a you know leaf blower, just th- blowing air through the. Uh, oh, that's what it is, a leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, in between shots, um, you're you're yeah every take you're out there, sort of getting make, making sure they've got lots of air, um, water, 
but then there's a little bit of a break, yeah, and you can't, you don't have the time to totally de-rig them. Then you've got to build the suit so the head and hands at least can come off. Um, but they can be in, yeah, I think Goran was in it for the longest period of time in, in the Xenomorph suit for, um, yeah, for a couple of, yeah, a couple of hours, yeah, pretty pretty full on. But um, yeah, as long as as long as you can make sure that you know they're cool, they're not dehydrating, and they've got fluids, mm. and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then um, I saw you you did quite a few live casts for this film. You've got Carmen Jogo, Nathaniel Dean, Jesse Smollett, James Franco, Numi Rapace, Tess Holbridge, Ben Rigby. Did I miss any? <laughs> uh no oh, andrew and, and uh, uh, andrew goran oh yeah Al- andrew and goran yeah alex um everyone i think <laughs> <laughs> well we did we didn't do yeah obviously we didn't do oh, there's a couple we didn't do but um oh there's a couple we got from the states as well actually so friends that oh we really okay access to them yeah so. just weren't coming to australia in time so yeah we got friends overseas in, in overseas shops to, to do some of those, but yeah, oh, cool. pretty much pretty much everyone was um, cast. Yeah. Um, also wanted to say thank you for the David's lab. It's just absolutely stunning, <laughs> and I like the um, the sectioned neomorph head. That was really cool seeing um, Dane's sketch come to life in into three D. I believe Adam Adam did that right. Yeah, yeah, right. I did. Yeah, I um, that is that's Dane. Actually, Dane's here with us now. He's in our studio. I don't know where he is. He's just come in. We're we're working on a. Where is he? We should get him in here. Actually, yeah, we were talking to him yeah. last night, and we said you should crash the interview. <laughs> if you heard the doorbell ring earlier, that was that was yeah. Where okay. are you, Dane? He's hiding somewhere. He's hiding. <laughs> um, yeah. So the um. Oh look, the the David lab was at the end of the film, and here he is, come in. He's coming in. He's here. He is. Special guest appearance. Hey, <laughs> hey, Dane. Hello, Dane. How you doing? Hey, good. Thanks. How you guys doing? Doing well. Good. Yeah. So the question was about the uh, David lab and the Neomorph slice. So yeah, we oh, yeah. that was always going to be a bit of a um, a reward for the creature shop. You know, it was sort of always. I was always like, oh, everyone. You know, sort of everyone have a piece. Everyone have a piece. Get in there. It's the end of the film. Uh, really wanted everyone just to, you know, as a you know celebration, wind down. Everyone sort of create your own thing and let's try and get it in the lab. And yeah, so I it was it was crazy, crazy shoot. And then sort of leading up to when the lab and the egg room were sort of getting made. Um, yeah, wandered down, said good day to Dane and Matt in there. Um, Dawn was in in there at the time. And yeah, it was Dane's sliced. Well, there's a couple of sketches actually from Dane that I saw that I was like, oh, I've got to do that. That, that, that. I'm gonna make that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the sliced neomorph was one. That was the, that was the main one. I saw that and I was like, yeah, this would just be, this would be an amazing piece. Um, the egg and, was also yeah. really amazing too. The, the what? Sorry. The egg. The sliced egg. Oh, the yeah, sliced yeah, egg. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a lovely piece. Um, that was three D. That was three D printed. That one. Really. Mm. Where are those? Yeah. Where are those props? Uh, <laughs> only we knew. <laughs> the, the slice egg ended up at Scott Free in the UK. It's it's yeah. right next to um David's uh, suit from Prometheus. There you go. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of I, I keep track of these things. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things were bundled up because they were sort of going off. They were 
for memory, they were going to recreate David's lab at a Comic Con or something. Is yeah, that right, yeah. Dane? Yeah, yeah, they did like a bit of a, a exhibition where they tried to put everything back together. That's a reprint of a lot of the drawings that went missing, and uh, they um, sort of put it together. It was a bit. I think it was done really quickly, a bit mishmash, but yeah. Yeah. And there were, I mean, there were, there were things in there, uh, do you, I don't know if you remember, there's a sort of a hybrid neomorph, xenomorph sort of um, bust. And that, again, that was sort of, you know, a Dane thing. And I, I sort of sculpted that up and sort of um, played around with it and then Ridley really liked that. So he sort of made one for his office. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure some of those pieces ended up, <laughs> uh, yeah, somewhere. 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 <laughs> Elsewhere, yeah. In terms of yeah. in terms of David's lab, was it something that you guys had to like? Could you just do whatever you wanted, or did you have to have a? I mean, I'm sure that there was obviously a general design and a general art direction, but in terms of the props and the and the stuff there, is it just hey, we're going to make this, we're going to make that, or how did that go? It, w- it was a bit, yeah. There were elements. There were elements. So, so, There's always going to be the engineer. Uh, yeah, so Damien, Damien headed up the, the flayed engineer, you know, the, the David piece. It was fantastic, full scale. There were, there that were, kind of evolved. That was, was going to mm. be a, yeah, a flayed engineer, and then that's sort of, oh, let's make it sort of in a slightly mirroring um, the statue of David sort of pose. Um, yeah, so slash Da Vinci. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, yeah. Mm. So there the, the were... Pieces in there that were like, oh yeah, cool. The, the egg big slice was there very early. The egg on. slice was in there. The um, you know, Giga's uh, you know, the, the sliced egg with a face hugger in there. That was like, let's do that. Uh, but to answer your question, there was a lot of stuff where I was sort of like, yeah, let's let's. Hey, what do you want to do, man? You know, like, and we just sort of walk around. Dom did some great stuff. It was like, yeah, cool. Let's. We need a little conjoined skeleton then why don't we have a conjoined skeleton anyway so i was like you know dom's madly zed brushing and lots, lots of stuff were sort of printed as well um yeah so everyone kind of yeah you, you know you've got that world you're in you're in giga's world so you know you've got that kind of as a you know excuse me for a moment uh, yeah as as the backbone to, to to feed off but there's a lot of stuff in there that people have just gone and you know and run wild with it and that was that was part of it it was you know it was part of the kind of reward i guess for the department so everyone just sort of try and get something in there um yeah and well see what you it come shows up with. it is beautiful i mean it's i wish as with everything i'm sure that you're a part of i wish the camera would have breathed a little bit more um in that space because it's so incredible and you'd be, it's you know obviously you can see the film multiple times to really to really uh take it in but it's just it's one of the most incredible set pieces i've seen in some time in a film, so bravo on that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, thank you. Oh, was Chris, yeah, Sigurds. It was everyone. It was every department really went to town on that. And, yeah. Um, I remember like hanging out with you know Dane at the end in there, and all all their artwork hanging out it was, it was amazing. All the pieces were in there, and um, it was a it was yeah. a sick set. It was now, really- actually you were dressing in the the body of Elizabeth Shaw at that time when I was just sort of hanging around making sure that. The drugs didn't go missing, really, mm. and uh, wasting time on set because it was so cool to be there. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool to hang out in there. It was just a great, great set. Yeah, that that um, the shore the shore body that was headed up by Colin Ware. He did a fantastic job on that. Um, um, I want to mm. kind of I don't want to take too much of your time, but I w- I have two things I want to ask you guys about that are brief, and then I'm going to pass it over to Clara to kind of wrap this up. Again, I'm really grateful that you guys have taken the time. So my two things are. Uh, there, of course, in the run-up to Alien Covenant, there was a lot of 
imagery, obviously. There's scenes that are up close of the of the neomorphs, or yeah, wait a minute, I always get the names confused, uh, or the protomorph, or whatever it was, in the shower, and there's rain, uh, or there's water pouring over it. Are any of the, was any of that uh, practical? And my next question is: There's a scene where after David and Walter have fought, and Walter or David does something to Walter, and Walter kind of clams up. Um, and falls to the floor. And I'm curious if that was a practical thing or if that was a, how that was done. Yeah, so jumping back to your xenomorph question, yeah, we were sitting in the shower with the... We, so not only did we have the full-scale Andrew suit for for the, the, the xenomorph, we had a, a basically torso up bust of, um, of the xenomorph, which was an animatronic puppet, rod puppet. So that, that had more animatronic elements and features than the one that Andrew was wearing just for, you know, weight restrictions and things like that. Um, and that was on a dolly. So we were literally pushing into that shower scene with the animatronic version of the Xenomorph, which had the had the mouth, had the, the tongue, had um, the arms and, you know, head, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it's and, just so beautiful. Yeah, I've, I've got – there are some photos kicking around – uh, I'm sure I posted them before uh, that have yeah taken from on set without without actual you know puppet in there and um, yeah there's definitely you know elements that that are ours in there and it did look it did look that's that's probably my that's my favorite xenomorph scene it, it felt to me like uh, that was a real that was a, a proper xenomorph <laughs> that's proper alien kind of feel to that scene um, it was a the great white shark sort of coming in just out of the darks you know um, it was yeah yeah that that was great um, and yes so there are there are elements that would be a question for Charlie just how much if any of, of our things sort of for that particular scene ended up in there but it certainly wasn't far from what we what we shot practically um, and the the David Walter thing, yeah, we did. That was a you know the, the whole you know there's a bit of a, a neck prosthetic sort of kicking around for a while, and there's a little tight element of you know uh, flesh that you know sort of stabbing moment. But it um, yeah, it was very quick as well. That action was very quick. But it was I really like that scene actually. It's quite um it was quite brutal, and the way he just sort of collapses. Yeah, kind of like, like a spider yeah. almost. <laughs> when you kill a spider, they kind of. They kind of like their mm. their body just kind of contracts in. It's very interesting. That's right. Mm. So, Clara, I'm going to hand it off to you uh, if you have another question or whatever, and uh, to wrap this up. Yeah. Oh my God, I've still got another page of questions, but I'm trying to <laughs> trying to narrow it down to what I really want answered. Um, I, we could always do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, please. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, but uh, I'll, I'll ask you which which was your favorite practical effect to to work on in Alien Covenant, and and which one was your favorite to um, uh, what which, which was your favorite scene in in the movie? Mm, okay, what's yours? Oh boy, I just love David's life. Me too. <laughs> It's just a wonderful thing. Um, I'd say that might be my favourite uh, part of the film, I suppose. You know, element. Um, when he's when he's so, showing Orem around. It's it's a, yeah, it's such a collaboration of, of mm. so many people who worked on the film. 
um, in different departments. And um, yeah, it's really neat. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think anyone, yeah, everyone in the, especially creature department, but I think most departments, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, as department. Dane was just saying, that that was pretty special, David's love. Um, but effects-wise, um, yeah, to, for, for, for me, it's a toss-up between, um, it's pretty close, between, you know, Mouthburster, Backburster, Hallett, or, you know, or Ben, because um, I, think, I think there are elements in there that work really well. I had a lot of fun, well, I guess with, 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 you know, the Hallett dummy because it was Nathaniel. I hadn't worked with Nathaniel for a, a long time. And, you know, it was just a lot of fun. First, first, first effect for our, you know, department and first, you know, principal photography had just started out at Milford Sound. So there was a whole heap of things. There was a lot of excitement and a lot of, you know, a lot of energy that, um, that went into that. It was great. Um, I really liked that, but yeah, practically there was some stuff in there that we haven't actually spoken about, but, you know, in the workshop, it, the workshop, there was so much testing and and um, things going on that uh, just exploring how we could, you know, achieve certain looks. And we, it just was really, some of it was really old school. Just um, like, for instance, that the we built a a face hugger cannon, and we <laughs> and what <laughs> really. <laughs> We had a we had a we had a practical egg that that opened up, and then we were underneath that set, and there literally was a, a cannon that fired out a, a, a the face hugger was sprung loaded leg. Yeah. So um, Wayne Stuckey and um, yeah, and Thomas. the Thomas Thomas built the uh, built this rig, and they shot out this foam sprung loaded. They uh, curled all the legs in while it was in the tube, and then yeah. fire it out. <laughs> I'll have to commission you guys to make me one. <laughs> well, it was it was so cool because it yeah. was literally in the workshop and we're just firing it and you could, you know, different different lengths and you could measure it out and uh, it, it was just so – it shouldn't have been that fun. But taking that on set <laughs> and having a stunt guy sort of put his head in the egg and then having Ridley go, 75% more, and then it was just, you know, cool, crank <laughs> crank that up and just smash it into a, a, a stunt double's face. It was really fun. Oh, my God. That's so, so the, awesome. Misfires on set, yeah. It was the misfires yeah. were great. Um, <laughs> the, the, the inside of the egg when the, that, that neck that Greg and... Uh, yeah, Greg McKee made, yeah. yeah the, um, the rolling rolling around inside under the membrane. Um, yeah, the first time you sort of look into the egg, you see that, and that was again literally someone under under set with a drill and and a, and a tail, sort of uh, face like a tail, sort of wrapped around this this offset sort of kidney shaped um, cam, and it 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 yeah, it was just covered in KY, and it was really simple but really really cool and really creepy. Um, so elements uh, like that. I wish I could have seen the blooper reel for that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, us too. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, and and then also as a department, just again getting back into the shop was rehearsing with the um, the chestburster puppet. You know, this little rod puppet that we had. You know, a bunch of us. Um, you know, working out how to you know choreograph movements and uncurl it and you know come up and out. Uh, Lots of lots of fun stuff that yeah. you're there. Yeah, but, it's um, great. You've got a team of people all, all puppeteering something like that. It's a lot. Of- mm. Did Did Yuli have a practical effect um, uh, face hugger on the end of his gun when he was struggling, or was that all CG? No, we yeah, um, we, yeah I, was, I was wrapping down on the gun on set. Um, yeah, with uh, you know fishing line, 
monofilament. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was on there. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, everything was done in camera. Throw, so, throwing it at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> T- tightening the tightening the tail around the neck. Yeah, we, we did all that. Yeah. You know, that was done. I was pulling that off camera as tight as I could around, around the neck. And then, um, you know, Greg McKay and Matt Ward made uh, walking, you know, walking face huggers. I've posted. Oh, you've probably seen that in some of the Yeah, it looks really cool. It, it, it really it cool. It reminds me of Aliens when they, when they did the walking one as well it's really great to see you guys do it too yeah yeah so yeah that little, was little boxes you've got to tick when you're working on these films yeah there's so many great moments and and uh, memories in there um not all of them sort of end up translate uh, transpire into the finished final film but for us making them and testing them and you know working with a uh, great crew and friends was yeah that was the, the highlight yeah, pretty magic pretty magic yeah awesome. like I, I just wanted to to just mention um before we wrap this up the chest burster it's so like everyone not everyone sorry that's very cruel um a lot of people seem to be very uh they dislike the scene because it's nothing like the original alien what was ridley's instruction to you about creating the chest burster for Oram and and the the way the the puppet was supposed to emerge from the body yeah look we knew that was going to be the that, that was going to be very yeah divisive that was going to divide our audiences like nothing else i think in that film would and has uh it, you know uh, I don't really know how to answer that question. That is that is something that only Ridley can kind of answer. Um, but yeah. he was very clear with what he wanted from from this chest burster mm. uh, and he, what he wanted our puppet to do. Um, and he and did a sketch that looked. Yeah, it was Ridley Ridley's drawing that was pretty much what, what ended up being you know sculpted by Dom. It was um, very very close, the hammerhead kind of thing, um, newborn. Um, and that's what he wanted. And it's not, you know, it's not really much point sort of just banging on about, but this doesn't no. look like the original, you know, yeah. it's like Ridley's aware of that and he has a, you know. He made that decision. He made that decision. It's his his film. Yeah. So I, I understand why, I totally understand why that's divided audiences. And, uh, you know, I think we all had a lot of doubt and questions about that particular design and, and the way that would sort of, that scene would play out. Um but uh, but it is what it is. It, that, that was the Covenant chestburster. That was what Ridley wanted, and that's yeah. yeah. I, I have to admit to you guys, it did make me really angry the first time I saw it. I really apologise now <laughs> because you know I've, I've spoken to Dom, and you know he's a great guy, and we've spoken about the puppet, and and I, I see it with new eyes now. Um, my daughter's watched Covenant with me. She's seen all the behind the scenes and stuff like that, so she knows it's all fake. And she loves that scene. She absolutely loves it. When she sees the baby alien come out of um, Billy Crudup, she starts to cry and she's like, it's so beautiful. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've learned to appreciate it um, now with the new generation. So, you know. Well, regardless, <laughs> it's the artistry involved is amazing. I think that's the point. Like whether we like it or dislike it or have many opinions, it's really beautifully done for sure. Yeah, I can't fault it. That, that puppet, that puppet is perfect. The you know, it, everything about that scene worked for the movie. So, oh, thank you, yeah, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I oh, thank you. We've-
It was, a, it was a, to be honest, it was a really lovely popper. It was something we hadn't done before with that sort of level of translucency and the, um, the, the full sculpted metal armature in there. And um, it, it was a really lovely yeah, popper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, yeah, if you, if you, you can, yeah, you can certainly understand why hardcore fans are like compare it to the original chest burster and they just don't, don't dig it. That's, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's just really cool to see how far practical effects has come from, you know, back in uh, 78, 79 when they made it. And, and now you guys have obviously tried to honour the uh, original vision because this is originally what um, Ridley wanted mm. and um, what, you know, practical effects failed to do back then. And, and you guys, you've done a great job. Covenant is my favourite movie, so... I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was for us, for the practical and creature effects guys, it was, um, yeah, we had really old school effects, uh, like really basic, like I said, firing, you know, rubber face huggers to 3D printed elements and, you know, translucent silicons that weren't around in the original. So there was a really nice range of, of technologies um, and, yeah. yeah, resources that we sort of, called upon and that for me that was a that was the yeah that was a lot of fun just to do really old school latex kind of stuff and you know high-end sort of printing Mm, mm. so yeah excuse me that's okay well i just uh again i want to thank you guys for coming on here uh and talking with us you didn't have to do this obviously i know again that you're busy um the fan community is very big uh despite uh the different opinions that people have of Covenant aesthetically in terms of the artistry it is amazing and uh, we're delighted to be able to speak to you guys so thank you so much yes thank you for answering all of our questions (laughs) it's a pleasure thank you guys absolutely For more on this and our other projects, please visit www.perfectorganism.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, find us on our closed Facebook group, Building Better Worlds. To support the show, please consider visiting www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. We've got some great perks available. And as always, please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing the show. We can't tell you how much your support means to us, but we can hopefully show you by continuing to provide better, more ambitious, and more dynamic content for years to come.